0: Do you know somebody that's an entrepreneur or a wannabe? This is the show for you. We've got a great guest for you today, and we're going to talk all about how to get from where you is to where you want to be. Um, I need to learn how to speak English, but that's okay. Uh, but first, before we go there, it's the last day, last show of the year. Nathan, how
1: are you? Good afternoon, Kevin. And long story short, Yes. Yes, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: is my answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's the last day of the year, and I, quite frankly, am kind of sad. Not Well, no, I'm not sad to see 2022 go. I'm looking really forward to 2023. I think it's going to be a really dynamic year for a lot of folks and uh and us included and um i'm i'm just excited uh, for the whole thing what do you got planned for this weekend are you gonna go be a party animal like you normally do
1: i'll probably just stay at home and take it easy you know gotta be up for work in the morning so can't party too hard but i'll just try to stay up at least to watch you know the space needles fireworks show or whatever they have planned for this year and uh, then probably just call it a night after that and welcome in 2023.
0: Yes, and uh, see, because you are a low man on the totem pole where you are, you get to work on, on the holidays and so that Eric can take um, a four-day weekend and and stuff like that. So I I applaud you for, for having a good attitude about all that.
1: And it also just happens to fall in the days I normally work too. So, you know, just like whole kind of luck of the draw thing and, And a few years from now, it'll be on a day I don't work. So I'll get the night off. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, if you ever decide that you want to go into business for
0: yourself and you want to become an entrepreneur and you want to do like uh, what I'm doing, which is a uh, audio uh, or a media production company, um, and you become an entrepreneur, I've got the guy to talk to. And he's sitting right here with us. And he's, he's, he's a great gentleman. His name is David Newkirk. David, how are you? I'm good,
2: Kevin. How are you? Happy I'm New Year.
0: Awesome. Years. I've been looking forward to this interview for ever since we met the first time.
2: I have, too. That was such an enjoyable conversation. I always look forward to the next one with you.
0: It, it was just so much fun because you are such a, a vibrant spirit. And you, let me let me give, you, give folks a little bit about your background. You were um, in corporate America for 30 years. You worked with large corporations, small private company-owned or privately-owned companies and business startups. You've done it all, and now what you've done is you've gone out on your own and are dedicating your life with the company that you have, which I'm going to try and pronounce it, Ethos Consulting?
2: Yes, Ethos Consulting, that's right. Dang
0: it, I knew I'd get it wrong. I had 50% (laughs) chance. That you know, Nathan. That's my New Year's resolution is to, is to learn how to speak English, which apparently is my second language.
1: I thought you were just going to get a coin with uh, both sides being heads, so that <laughs> you know you don't need to be fifty percent right; you could just be a hundred percent right.
0: Well, and there is a reason for that. There is a reason why I do not gamble because for me it's it's I call that giving because I always pick the wrong fifty percent, and it always goes to the wrong place, even when I am doing like roulette or something like that so I don't gamble so but but in any event uh, David we were going to be and by the way you'll be able to give us a call and talk to David if you've got a question about being an entrepreneur getting started you got a roadblock what's happening in your life and what's going on with you you'll be able to call and uh, Nathan why don't we get about the phone numbers now so sure
1: now's the time to get those resolutions set in stone for the new year if you want to give us a call and Get some entrepreneurship advice from David Newkirk. Our phone number is 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-888-298-5569. So David,
0: when was it that you decided
1: that even though you were
0: working in corporate America and you were very successful doing what you were doing, that you decided that you wanted to start your own thing and to open up your own company? What, What motivated you?
2: I I think the turning point was you deal with a lot of ups and downs in corporate America you deal with a lot of personalities you deal with a lot of egos and you also deal with people who are not like that but there tends to be a lot of them like that and I think I was just very tired of having to always navigate without any rest the personalities and the ego dynamics in the workplace where I just wanted to do a good job, wanted to be passionate about what I do, wanted to do what I believed in. And I felt like the only way I could actually represent that and be happy was to do it myself without having to be challenged by corporate America and the culture and the environment asking me to do things that deviate from what I believe in, how I wanna serve clients, what I wanna do. And not have to battle in meetings people who want to do things to serve self. I wanted to serve people. And I wanted to serve passionately, helping move people forward. I did not want to serve self in a corporate American environment.
0: Oh, there aren't people like that in corporate America. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nothing wrong with it. No judgment. But just not for me. Just not for me.
0: No, I I get it. I I totally, I totally understand because I've been told (laughs) I I had an employer one time and I was working for him and uh, I had a meeting with him and he said to me, you know, you're not a very good employee and you, you probably need to go do your own thing because you, you don't, you don't follow direction well and you don't do what other people Mm -hmm. tell you to do. And, and, and I really have had a problem with that when i don't believe in the direction that i'm being given yes and a lot of times the direction you're being given comes from a different place and a place from other than your heart which is i know where you are a heart-centered man and you're very spiritual and you're working to help people live the best life both personally and professionally
2: Absolutely. one of the things that I always wanted to do is I always felt like if I come in every day, I want to be able to do that rising tide lifts all boats, have everyone have a, allow everyone to have a good day, allow everyone to be in sync, allow everyone to feel like they're part of something um and it was just it was very draining. it's very um, uh, taxing physically and emotionally when you're fighting to try to keep that as your mantra day in and day out in a very complex workplace entrepreneurship frees you of that complexity it it creates inherent challenges of course being an entrepreneur in a business uh, uh, for yourself but it also brings freedom and i think that was the attraction the idea of what what is freedom and what is unlocking my ability to just follow my passion and allow me to succeed or fail at least with that endeavor of following my passion and feeling free.
0: But you're not, I I firmly believe that because you're following your heart, following your passion, that you're not going to fail as long as you keep going and keep working at it is
2: that right absolutely you know it's it's interesting that you picked up on the word failure because I look at failure it isn't always like total failure failure could be a failure just for a day it could be just for an hour it could be just for a moment it could be a wrong decision so it's never has to be this ultimate thing right where it's it's a destination you land at with your business I mean but you're absolutely right with passion I don't know of anyone who is passionate and fails because with passion, they leave themselves very open to doing what they need to do to be successful. And you're right, that door tends to lead you through much more ongoing success than anything
0: else. I firmly believe that, because I started this in 2002 um, on a radio station in KLAY called KLAY in Tacoma. And I've been doing this off and on for the last 20 years. Um, this is my passion um i did it for almost a year on kknw the same station we're on today i was one of the first shows on kknw when they flipped the format two hours a day five days a week and eventually it failed that particular show failed because i ran out of money to be able to fund it but it didn't it didn't extinguish my passion for doing what i'm doing so it took a while as as sometimes. In life it happens mm-hmm. but now you know technology caught up and i'm able to do it uh, a little bit differently and i'm still passionate about what i do and i really think that even if it in my case it's, it's taken 20 years to get to where i am um, but i'm going to continue doing this and and uh i may have to hire you as a matter of as a matter of
1: fact <laughs>
2: well I think it's great because I think you're highlighting it's really uh being an entrepreneur is zigging and zagging there's no straight line like you can't say I'm going on a straight line like on a train and I'm going fast and I'm getting to my destination we zig and we zag because we actually continue to learn about ourselves and also though about the people we want to serve as clients and as well as the business we're creating with a philosophy and everything else for for it to be an entity and and recognized as a brand all three of those things we learn as we go we're always learning so we're going to zig and zag but those zigs and zags usually are profound where they are designed to help us get to where we want to be although it could sometimes think we could think it's a block actually it's usually a lot of times just a learning and we just are switching our perspective to unlock that view
0: you know, what, what makes it fun for me is that when I look back on it and I go, you know, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as positive talk radio. Mm-hmm. I created it out of thin air um, with, with a passion and with a motivation to do it. And it's it's gone. You know, I now have on the Internet, I have 800 episodes up. I've got a I've got a box full of CDs from the old days that I still have to go through and to work. so when you're an entrepreneur and you create something out of nothing from thin air with your hard work and your dedication, I can't think of a more powerful way to live your life. If you're following your values, do you agree?
2: I agree a hundred percent, hundred percent. Everybody that I talk to everybody, I, I, I meet everybody I work with, uh, everyone shares that same that same experience when you are living what you believe and you can execute that through your business it's just the formula for success with one caveat the caveat is allowing or allowing ourselves versus chasing allowing ourselves to be comfortable with not knowing everything and allowing ourselves to make mistakes and not beat ourselves up for it but say okay where will this take me and then use it as a learning so it's really a game of confidence more than anything to allow us to to work through things as they present challenges to us because there isn't a challenge we cannot there isn't any challenge we can't solve but we can unintentionally self-limit ourselves which becomes a block and if we can prevent that from happening, and part of this, like what you said, the way that we would live our our life with our business every day, it's a it's a huge plus, huge asset.
0: Do you find that people that are entrepreneurial, in some cases, they want to be top dog, and they don't feel like they want to hire people that know more than they do, and that they want to be the guy and have no everything? I I take a different approach. My mm. approach is I don't know that much. So I, it's important for me to hire the best people and to surround myself with the best people that I can, who know more than me, and then take my ego and put it over here, so that I, it's not a matter of me thinking that I know everything. Mm-hmm. It's a matter, and my business has really changed when I w- was able to bring on people that could really benefit me.
2: Uh, absolutely, I think it's actually a mixed bag. To your point, I think there is a flavor for everyone's personality based on how they are and what makes them most comfortable you know some people are very transaction based and results based some people are more relationship based and more open and more listeners some people are delegators some people like to have more control and authority over everything directly some people like to micromanage there really isn't a a right versus wrong solution But there is a way to understand the cause and effect of how that particular dynamic that you're most comfortable in as an entrepreneur has positive and negative effects and are you willing to work on the personal things that can be drawbacks with that type of of personality makeup that you have so you can make it work with everybody else who isn't going to necessarily be exactly like you You're going to be very diverse in who you meet, who you work with, who you partner with. So being able to actually divert from yourself to integrate with other people who are different is really important, really important.
0: Well, and I got to tell you, you love corporate America and uh, on your website, which by the way, if you want to go look at his website, you can do that uh, while you're following along on this interview, Um, uh, ethosconsultants.com. and that's E-T-H-O-S, consults.com. And that's right, right?
2: Yes, it is. Ethos Consults. You got it, Kevin.
0: Very, very nice. And your philosophy is, and uh, I know you could tell me what it is, but I want to re- I-, I love the way you put it here in on your website, which is you decided to leave corporate America based upon reconciling my spiritual beliefs around empathy, being of service to others, and a focus on humanity which is often in conflict professionally and personally finding success as a two-time entrepreneur while living openly with spirituality unlocked my passion for helping other entrepreneurs who are facing these challenges for themselves. I just love the way that the way that you are. And, and when you left corporate America, it was because of what your spiritual beliefs were guiding you to do. Is that is, am I correct in that?
2: yes you are it it was it was a very hard decision to make because when you leave corporate America it does corporate America does provide some large senses of security even though there could be some drawbacks you have a 401k you have health insurance you have a a steady paycheck you have stability day in and day out and so you have some of those material things which are important for anybody to live a successful life in so many ways to have some sense of security with those components but um it can come at a cost of how much what I learned a lot is our self-identity our identity of who we are cannot always be accurately reflected and represented in the corporate workplace and so there's two versions of us, the one that we are at home different than the one that we are at work. And then for an entrepreneur, we can be the same person that we are at home as we can with our business. And we don't have to be an obligation to be an identity that makes everyone else happy while making us unhappy.
0: And you being um interested in helping other people. Uh, And a lot of times, you know, in corporate America, that's really not the goal. The goal is to make money, make Mm -hmm. money for the stockholders and to have the best bottom line and stuff. And a lot of times they, you, you're not able to operate your business the way that you would, because you're not the boss or the big boss. And so there's a corporate culture that you have to deal with. And it makes it really difficult if you are feeling like, you're not taking care of your people, you're not taking care of your customers, and I, there's a better way, but nobody listens to you. I had that problem when I was in, in corporate America, is that, that you, you have a desire to be a well-rounded, helpful person and to really take care of other people, and when you can't do that, it really makes it difficult to go to work every day
2: it really does and you know where that really hits home when when you were just sharing that insight was it really comes to a head during what i would call annual performance reviews
0: my favorite
2: i right that was so interesting to me because um you are forced in some ways through the system to have to come up with weaknesses with people and tell them that they have to work on something you know you talk about their challenges their successes their strengths their weaknesses what they have to work on and then you get a mandate that says only X percent of your staff can get rewarded on X percent and everyone has to get everyone else has to get less because you're budgeted for an allocation amount of X in terms of uh uh rate a raise percentage for everybody so all of a sudden you have to deal with not you can't always align the monetary compensation of a raise as a percent increase in salary to reflect accurate to people because you're being forced to say not everyone can have that you have to you can't it, it can't be evenly distributed if all of your staff are evenly doing really well you still have to sacrifice who gets more and who gets less and so there's these inequalities that cannot be reconciled always between performance and reward for performance, and then you, you're forced to have to figure out how do you not make someone understand that, hey – you get less than somebody else, but you actually are a really good employee relative to them as well. You're just as good, but I can't compensate you as much because I'm told I can't. So because we're restricted in our, in our budget allocation amount, it's a really tough place to be when you when people have to try to justify and make you seem worse than you are just to justify the salary increase.
0: I could, it's, it, that makes it really hard. I mean, especially when you're looking at somebody in the eye, And Mm -hmm. you're saying, you know, you are. I value you as a person, as an individual. But my boss has given me this limit, and I can only do this for you. Even though you and I both sitting here know it's not enough. Yeah, or we know that
2: you actually are performing as well as other people because they can see for themselves who performs well and not too. And then there, they cannot reconcile as an employee why they're on
0: the short end of the stick exactly i got a quick story can i tell this quick story yeah okay I, I i grew up in the restaurant business and uh so i became a general manager of a mexican restaurant in federal way it was called garcia's uh of scottsdale and if uh, you are from federal way and you remember that restaurant give us a call and we'll talk about it 425-373-5527 and i built this the, the lounge was uh and it was a big lounge, but they weren't doing anything with it and so it wasn't it wasn't growing and uh, so my boss I sat down and talked to my boss, who's the district manager and he and I said, This is what my plan is, this is what I want to do and he said, Well, go for it if it doesn't work, you know that's fine so uh, I put in a jukebox. this is right when a uh, digital jukebox came out and uh and I was the first one to do that of uh, there were six restaurants, and I also did a free happy hour hors d'oeuvres in the bar. And, uh, and then we would put them out, and people could go and, and get them themselves and all that kind of stuff. Well, the business grew exponentially it, because people started coming because they liked the atmosphere. We now had music. We now had stuff. We had free food and during happy hour and stuff. And, and so our, our bar business tripled. And so the restaurant actually did better because more people came to the restaurant as well as, as the bar. So things were going great. This boss leaves. Another boss comes in. He comes from a different area of the country, and he sees what I'm doing, and he says, no, you can't do that. And I said, well, but it's successful. And he said, well, look at the bar. It's full. There's lots of people here. You need to prophetize that. And I said, but no, you don't understand. The reason they're here is because of what I was doing. And he said, no, I I don't believe that for a minute. And uh, so instead of free food, free appetizers, and we had nachos, we had chicken wings, we had, uh, you know, all kinds of Mexican stuff that was there. And, and, uh, and he said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And uh, um, so he charged for the appetizers, and he wanted me to uh, make that a really big deal and make everybody really excited about now that we're going to charge for appetizers. We used to give away free bean dip, which was one of the signatures of the restaurant has always been. And he took that away and what he wanted to charge for that. And then the bar business in three weeks, I'm telling you, David, in three weeks, the bar business went back down to the level it was before I started all of this. And so I had my performance review. This is a long way of getting to the performance review. And uh, he said, uh, I'm unhappy with your performance. And I said, Why? And he said, Because your bar business has gone down and it's because you didn't stand behind my program. Well, his program wasn't going to work because it was a completely different thing and he didn't analyze the business or the other businesses in the area and all that kind of stuff. So then it became my fault because of, of that. And I, I I ended up leaving shortly thereafter because I couldn't work with somebody who was going to be that way. So it, it, that that in my performance review kind of thing, that's the that's story of, corporate America, you're working for somebody that you fundamentally can't agree that what you're doing and what they want you to do is the correct thing. And so you have to make that decision to go elsewhere. I wasn't able to become an entrepreneur at that point, but I did later on. But uh, is that is that that's that's for me, that was that was a horrible moment in time
2: it's very it's very common. I've had that experience in all of my years as well. Uh, that type of uh, transition from one boss to another, a change in belief system, value systems, belief in how they determine what a relationship is with the employee as a direct report, and man, it's like it, it's like throwing cold water. You're 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 in this great relationship with the boss you love the company because your boss is a great makes it a great company because you get along with them you're doing the work you're being seen you're being valued all of a sudden they either leave for whatever reason unexpectedly um or they get promoted or transferred to another area and you get a new boss completely different value system belief system and all of a sudden they're like you're not doing a good job and you're like wait a minute here when did the criteria change that this all of a sudden everything has been going well and all of a sudden you see all of your work start moving towards a performance that's going to be coming where they're going to determine that you were not worthy of all the work that you did in terms of being recognized and that is a really tough place to be very frustrating
0: you know the, the toughest part was that i it was so successful that the previous um uh, district manager put that into all six restaurants, the same format that I and the same things that I was doing down there because it was successful. So this guy pulled it all and business crashed. Uh, those restaurants now, um, you may have heard of them, they're called Azteca which is a local Mexican restaurant chain that bought out the entire chain uh not too long after that because business just fell off the face of the earth and it was just and the employees it it killed the employees because they were making great money and then they're not making great money anymore and so turnover went up and it it was it had a cascading effect on everything and that's that's why I'm a lousy employee <laughs>
2: well you know I I find it it, this is what I I always have great conversations with people and we always tend to come down to this one statement all the time where we tend to tend to anyway to find agreement which is you can be in the worst company in the world but you have a great boss where you're not feeling the effects of how bad that company is and you think it's a great place to work you could be at the best company in the world and have the worst meanest boss and you think it's the worst place that you could possibly be for having a job the people you work for really determine how you feel about the company because they help deliver the day-in, day-out experience. And that experience is either going to give you joy and motivation to come to work and work and be happy, or it's going to give you dread you're gonna have a hard time getting up in the morning you're going to contemplate leaving you're going to be you're going to be unfulfilled you're going to feel frustrated maybe even angry so yeah you're I think all of us for all of ourselves our boss is really determines in the corporate world and so now as an entrepreneur now you're your own boss and so here's the key how do you treat yourself do you treat yourself with compassion do you treat yourself how do you treat yourself when you're working through things when you are having a hard time do you beat yourself up or do you give yourself a break I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and so it's really interesting because we actually have to become the boss of ourselves and if you remove the task-oriented work that we have to do managing ourselves to make our business successful how do we treat ourselves as a human being do we treat ourselves well or do we beat ourselves up what is when we're inward how we actually manage ourselves emotionally really does have an effect on how we do with the business
0: I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding by, by the way we're we are, we are uh, talking with uh, David Newkirk and uh and um, he's a, a master consultant he works with entrepreneurs and he does great work ethos consulting is his company and it's in Portland, Maine, not Portland, Oregon, but Portland, Maine. But he he can work anywhere in the world and because we're digital and we're, we're virtual now. So, uh, David, we need to take a quick break, just a couple of moments. And when we come back, I'm going to put David to the test because I'm an entrepreneur, and I want him to tell me what I'm doing wrong and how he can help my business grow and become profitable. And uh, so I'm about to i'm about to step out into the world in my underwear and i hope nobody minds so uh we'll (laughs) that's a figure of speech ladies i didn't mean it literally so uh we'll be (laughs) we're gonna take this break we'll be right back after these messages
1: You want to say more than words communicate you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is a-naturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code positive talk radio at checkout to receive $20 off your order, our gift to you for being here with us today. a-naturaldesign.com
0: Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now, and if you like what we're doing here, you're gonna love Positive TalkRadio.net. On Positive TalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information with real people discussing real issues and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on talkradio.net and listen to all three hundred and forty plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's positivetalkradio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW, uh, 1150 AM. And David Newkirk is our guest today. He is a uh, master counselor. He works with people that are entrepreneurs, and he's going to work with me here (laughs) In just a second or two, because you know, uh, David, I know you work with a lot of people. Now, when you, when somebody calls you, as an example, what is the first conversation you have with them?
2: I usually want to understand their perspective. What, what is it that they're, what challenge do they have that is top of mind where they feel they're not thriving with the business?
0: Ah, okay. Um, and when somebody goes down that, the, do they generally have a list for you or do you have to kind of work it out of them and kind of drag it out of them a little bit?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I usually try to set it up where they don't have to have that long list, mental list or long list. I ask them to focus on the top one or two that they tend to feel are the biggest blocks or impacts just in terms of relative to all the things that they may be dealing with which are the ones that they're feeling inside themselves that tends to occupy them?
0: Gotcha, I understand completely. Because in 2003, I did the show for 11 months, two hours a day, five days a week. I was spending a lot of money to do that. And I needed to make it up in advertising revenue. And the two numbers never met. If you had a graph, they would be like one one was like up here um, if you you can't see where up here is, but we'll, we'll say it's higher than the outgo is higher than the income. And so consequently, I ended up having to shut it down. And um, and then I had to go, you know, I had a bad country music song period of my life and where everything kind of sorted itself out. And then I drove a bus for 12 years and and then technology caught up. And so now I'm able to do it again. And I find myself in very much the same situation in that i have a i think the show is good i I, am told that it's good now nathan tells me that all the time but he's he's supposed to because he he gets paid to say that but uh um (laughs) but i think i think creativity wise we're doing a good job bringing people like you here who can actually help people is a is really the fundamental uh, goal of the program and Mm -hmm. so to do that but I'm working to monetize it and, and I, and my goal is really actually pretty simple. I don't need to make a lot of money from it. I'm not interested in that, but I want to make enough money to keep it going. So the people that I have helping me can continue that I can reward them handsomely for the job that they're doing and, uh, and can really take the business and make it permanent, make it large. Because I think this message and the conversations like you and I are having, I think they're very important for, for people and so it's important for me to continue and so that would be if I were to come to you that would be where I would begin is Mm -hmm. that I've got you know it's not the the income is not equal to the outgo and but I want to keep it going how do I fix it yes the mindset yeah I wouldn't
2: I wouldn't necessarily say it's mindset you know that could that could come up in the discussion but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the mindset you know why i look at it as when people talk about you know income and and or revenue right i need to make more money and that needs to make more money could be like as you're describing it it could be more passionately because they just want to live really really well there's different reasons for it on the spectrum but at the end of the day if someone is not attaining their revenue or their income that's not a problem but we gravitate naturally as a, as a human to say that's the problem that's the outcome of a problem. A problem that exists is limiting the amount of income or revenue. So what is that limitation? What is it that's not allowing a higher level of income or revenue? So we we work on replacing the problem statement from not making enough income to support you know, the demand of costs and everything else to let's look at what are the things that are hindering the ability for income to come in
0: oh no there's there's a whole different kettle of fish
2: yes because then there's underpinnings of is that personal discomfort with selling asking for the order feeling comfortable talking about the business in a succinct way where people understand really what you're talking about uh is it is it um your target market is off the people that you want to serve are not the people who actually are really listening to this and wanting to actually pay you know for whatever the services are does it need to be refinement through a segmentation strategy so it's looking at the different at the different aspects of where you are positioned what your message is who you've targeted and is that audience being readily available to you as those who are willing to be income-paying
0: clients? You know, it's interesting that you that you say that because um, that is exactly what I have been told. I have a, an associate who's got a business degree and, and she tells me that, that I'm not focused enough on where I'm going. But then, I, then comes into my mind, I have a passion for bringing people that can help other people onto the show without, you know, it's it's like um, saying, as an example, that you should be charging for your guests to come on because you're giving them free mm-hmm. publicity and da da. I don't do that because I don't want to put myself into a position of having to say to everybody that pays me that it comes on the air that they are such a super delay as an example if it's a chiropractor he's a super duper chiropractor well he leaves another chiropractor comes and now he's a super duper chiropractor so mm-hmm. you, it, it ruins your credibility i yes. i with people and that's that's very important to me my credibility is everything i've got
2: you No, know, it's great but here's what it might so as i'm hearing you i'm processing all this right and boom this is what comes out this is how my, my work is So what I'm hearing is that if you didn't have the superlatives, which put it at risk of adding someone else who's similar, but now that superlative was used, it's hard to use that superlative as to why you're having another guest that's also a chiropractor. Instead, it's what is it that's just unique in expressing about the chiropractor that just makes them a good person to have on without having to be the superlative right Right. there has to be other things what are those so you could have multiple different chiropractors but maybe it's all about hey for a fee you what happens is when they're on your show and I'm looking at wow I'm on your show today and guess what they get to actually have that as a promotional package for themselves automatically Mm -hmm. that might be worth something for them to be able to have a promotional package that you prepare that they now have as part of their marketing kit of their services where they're they're showing established credibility by being on your show which is much more visible visually and auditorily and accessibly virtually to people they could never reach right if they're beyond their local market so your strategy is you could have a segment of what is a marketing package of the benefits you deliver beyond them just being on the show that they can use in their local market but what if someone actually isn't local they're virtual and they're national what is that type of package so you have two different packages so people can promote themselves in the internet world virtually with your things but maybe do a little bit more that's virtual, but maybe something more specific and dynamic to a local market where they want to be more um, physically representative and not just, you know, on the internet.
0: You are good. I got to tell you, you are very, very good because you've, you've, I, it it took me a long time to come up with a idea like what you're describing, which we're going to be putting in. And here's the other thing. Well, we're going to be putting that into practice in 23. But Mm -hmm. the other thing is because Um, I want to deal ethically with people Mm -hmm. and there are, what are there? A quarter of a million, literally there are a quarter of a million podcasts out there and there are now I'm fortunate. I'm in the top maybe 10% because I'm also on the radio. I'm also doing video. I'm also got a production company. And so I can, I can do anything I want to with with virtually anybody. And so I'm I'm in the top 10% of those types of businesses, but it's still, I want to make sure, and it hasn't been until the last, oh, six months or so, that I've been able to say, okay, I have 20,000 views a month on YouTube. Hmm. I, I have 85,000 views in the last six months. I've got um i've got the the podcast we're on 50 different uh, platforms i've got the radio show the 12th largest media market in the country um i've got so i've got all of these things that does have value uh for folks and my <laughs> and up until now my my thing is is it's been like when, can we sponsor my program, please? And and they say, and they say, well, why should I? What what kind of reach do you have? Who do you talk to? And, and well, I don't really know. I'm just trying to do the best I can, you know. And so, rather than now, I can say, no, look, I've got these numbers, and I can prove to you that we have reach. And if you want to get, if you want to reach people digitally, you want to reach people in a local market, we can do all of that for you and we yes
2: it's you know what's really interesting is that a lot of entrepreneurs specifically the thing that they hate doing the most is actively selling they like doing the work but selling is not necessarily where they want to spend their time and by being on your show it's it's giving them distribution access of awareness of of doing some of that hopefully lead generation type work although that's the, that would be the scene, be seen but lead generation starts with just being out there being seen and being heard and the fact that you can actually give metrics on what that distribution looks like like twenty thousand views and so on and so forth they're thinking okay how much can I pay in advertising for Instagram I hope people look at it versus an established channel where it's already drawing people and they can say look you're going to have access of visibility right you can't make promises in terms of what 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 work they'll get but you can deliver accessibility and visibility
0: exactly well you know and it's like in the radio business and and nathan will tell you um that in the radio business, they, on, they have no idea. I cannot tell you, and he has no numbers to back it up either, how many people are actually listening to this conversation in the Seattle market at this particular moment. There's no way to get that information. Uh, we can guess, um, and there are like the, there's a the Nielsen rating, which, uh, the, which they guess, and they have a the book that they fill out and stuff like that, but hard numbers, you have no earthly idea. Um, and so then it depends upon the radio station you're on and the reach that it has. And but Nathan, am I have I have I correctly said that?
1: Yeah, it's just like a sample size that they're pulling those numbers based off of. In the past, they used to have this thing. It's called the PPM, the Personal People Meter. And then they would be signed up and registered to have that device with them when they're listening to the radio, and it tracks, you know, which stations you're listening to and for how long. And then all that data gets submitted to the research project. And it's all just a sample size because not everybody's wearing a PPM. It's just based off a population and gets, you know, generalized based off of that. So I, I, I go ahead. And radio is one way communication. We can send a signal out, but we can't receive the signal back.
0: Right right and so there are there are some folks that, that would advertise on KKNW and they would say we are now now in the Seattle area in including Bellevue and Tacoma and so forth there they're probably 6 million people and so they would say we have a million listeners a week now they can't prove it you can't disprove it but that's mm-hmm. a bald faced lie you and i sitting here know it and i won't do it uh and that that hurts me <laughs> so th- because i won't do things that I consider disreputable and other people do does that hurt my brand
2: no no it doesn't hurt your brand the thing that really is important for people is to talk about where what is the destination by which you would like your guests to be after they have worked with you through positive talk radio so in other words and this I I talk about this with even business owners right so from your perspective, as the owner of this t- of this talk show, what is it that you would like people to receive as potential, quote unquote, clients to be on talk radio? To And how are they better off after working with you as being a guest? And that's really the tangible, quantifiable piece more than the data point, which is how they understand the experience makes them better
0: and it does uh i deal with so many people and I, I interview a lot of folks and to a person they all say we love the interview it was really really positive it really worked out well and i just love working with you and stuff like that so i mean i think i think we're i david i i feel like we're so close that we can taste it what do you think yes
2: I think so. I think you're very close. I think you're very close. It's a matter of now taking it the next extra step, right? And allowing those people to help you and your bit your greatest source of value is from the people that you've served. So if you were to actually reach out to your prior guests, and ask them, since you were a guest, what has changed for you? you're collecting data as well as information to understand where positive talk radio has helped where maybe it didn't help as much and it starts to create an assemblance of information and perception and understanding that you can use to position with future
0: guests and you know the fun part about that about the guest thing is Mm -hmm. is that once the episode's up it's up forever so they can have that on their website, they can have that on all their information and it it automatically goes there. And it can be a year from now, it can be five years from now, and it's still viable and it's still together and it's still up there.
2: Absolutely, so I'll give you a for instance, let's say for example, you ended up making the suggestion to, to these guests. What if every time you had a prospective client when you responded to their inquiry, you sent them a link to your interview on positive talk radio. and since you had been doing that, did it change the outcome of how many people became clients?
0: Oh, do you know how many people have actually done that kind of thing? Very few um, because they 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 need you <laughs> quite, quite <laughs> frankly, but that would
2: be those are one of the things you you can arm them with the idea. And say hey going forward one of the benefits of positive talk radio is with this recording if someone is interested and you and you feel that the positive talk radio interview would help them understand why it would serve them to be a client if you send them the link to listen to while they're considering you that might actually increase the number of times people are hedging and sitting versus coming over the fence and saying yeah i'm going to hire this person
0: You know and the other the other cool thing that you just you just brought up for me is that because we have the ability to edit audio and video we can create a five-minute promotional video for them out of the show front and and say this is you know put this in your business with all of your emails and and everything that you do and uh this will and we, of course it's going to take us several hours to edit it and so we need to charge for that um and and stuff but it but the res, resulting value will far outweigh what you pay over time
2: that is gold right there because we know the attention span of people to to listen or to watch something is like three minutes you know, if you can keep if you can keep between three and five minutes, and they have that, and it has some meat to it because you've edited it, and it brings together a synthesis of of a, of a good conversation. That's that's hugely valuable, hugely valuable.
0: Okay, I you and you don't know, get this for free. This is so cool. <laughs> um, so, but David, um, okay, enough about me and my business. You've given me lots to think about and stuff. But I really want people to understand that you are interested in helping people from whatever wherever they are at today to mm-hmm. get to have the life that they really would love to live. Mm-hmm. That's really is your passion, isn't it?
2: It really is. I always say when I when I bring on my clients, there's no set structure and process. You as an individual are organically and uniquely different. Your belief systems, the things that you've worked through, the the way that you are, the culture that you are, the what what is valuable to you, how you want to be, what makes you happy is always a mix specific to you and nobody else. And how we bring the work that allows that uniqueness to be in the entrepreneurial world for you is really is really the gift just retrofitting and ignoring what makes people unique with their passion who they are what they are and how they are and just trying to put them into a prefab box of saying this is how you go do things this is how you build your business this is what you do that that's trying to strip them of and make them conform to something else instead of just letting them be and actually how do you modify that process that box and everything that fits perfectly to them
0: absolutely and the other thing that i want to make sure we're running out of time uh so nathan i need another hour please can i put can i put a couple quarters into the uh into the meter and have another hour thank you
1: oh the seattle's parking rates that's going to be thirty dollars (laughs) exactly
0: but because you also are a reiki master and so you you work with energy and you work with and so you and you've got a health and wellness portion of your business so you are working to help people both entrepreneurial in their life in their business but also because they're all connected also health and wellness in their regular life so that they can lead a really balanced well-lived life
2: Yeah, because, you know, thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. Because at the end of the day, to use that coined phrase, every day for an entrepreneur, there's no separation between your personal life and your business life. There can be in the corporate world, you know, you have who you are at home. And if it to be someone different at work, you are. And then when you come home, you're yourself but when you're an entrepreneur so so anything that is that you're faced with that you're trying to work through in your personal life is going to affect your business anything going on in your business is going to affect your personal life they're inter they're all intertwined so a lot of times when you're working on one you have to you can't help it but you have to work on the other because of this continual cause effect on each other so yeah so finding balance is being able to bring the two the personal and the professional as an entrepreneur together so they're in sync and harmonious
0: so what you do is you work on the
2: entire person what with what they allow with respect with humble respect to what they allow uh, yes but if there's areas they don't want to go we don't go there we we allow them to set the boundaries as to what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with
0: I would suggest that if you want to work with a great uh, mentor and a great coach that you let them into your world and be willing to talk about everything and let everything, everything, let it all hang out. Because quite frankly, you're going to retard the results that you get. I, I would believe if you are hiding things and not being forthcoming. I, th- I think that's really important with a mentor because it's not like you're going to go and, and blab it around the, the neighborhood. You, I mean, it's a, it's a confidential relationship.
2: Completely confidential, hundred percent. And you, I think you, you hit on the biggest, the biggest challenge is that if we're not truthful, and we're hiding things, it makes it really hard to get some of the other things done with the business. And it becomes elusive. And then so we end up chasing a result, chasing a desire for an outcome to thrive with the business, and it stays elusive. Exactly. And Uh, it becomes frustrating for, for the client, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it, it it really would. David Newkirk has been our guest, and you've got a minute, David. I am gonna, I am gonna set aside. You got about fifty seconds now to say anything to our audience, the ones that are listening now, and the ones that are listening to the podcast later. Anything that you would like them to know?
2: I just that if they just want to have a quick conversation, just because they want to air something out to understand it better about the business themselves, just reach out to me. I am always up for just a great conversation and no strings attached
0: wow you even did it under 50 seconds that's hard to believe it was very nice <laughs> very nice it, it, again go to his website which is ethosconsults.com, dot com and it's e-t-h-o-s consults um dot com and uh david thank you for being here you're gonna be on the show again in a week or two i know that and so i'm looking forward to it Oh, we're going to get into some other stuff on the podcast and we'll get a lot deeper in into the. But, you know, it's really is great having somebody like you here. I'm jazz. You've really given me. Now, I'm going to take this and make it a uh, and have my team listen to it. And because you've given us a, a whole raft of ideas. That we're going to come. And by the way, if you would like to uh, I'll sponsor this here program, you can do that. Go and uh, just uh, email me Kevin at uh, kmmedia.pro, and uh, we'll talk. David, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. And by the way, everyone, take care of each other. It's a new year. Be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you Monday at three o'clock.